0: Oscar Poker. I'm here. Oh, hi, Phil. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Happy post Easter. Ah,
1: oh, same to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, what's up, Jeff? I feel like I, I know a whole different side of you now that I've been importing all of your posts since 1984 to WordPress.
2: Since 2004. What did I say? 1984.
0: Oh, my God. My brain. <laughs> this is bad. You know, I, I made a Yesterday I tweeted out about the um, anniversary of the uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and I put 100-year anniversary, and it took me a while to figure out. No, no, 50-year anniversary. Uh, so I wonder if that means I have a brain tumor.
2: Uh, they uh, came out with the Blu-ray about uh, maybe, I don't know, a couple of months ago and they showed the film uh, briefly at the i mean they not briefly they showed the film at the at the white house and, and Barack uh, obama did a little greet meet and greet with people and everything mm-hmm. uh have you tried to watch this film
0: oh i've seen it many times
2: i mean do you have a blu-ray have you seen the new version of it
0: no i have a blu-ray but i I, uh, I haven't watched it that way i just watched it on um, the yeah. usa network
2: yeah <laughs> well it's a it's uh it's a uh, film that definitely works. Still, it probably always will work
3: mm-hmm. because
2: you know the uh, the values of of of, uh, <clears throat> of patience and tolerance, and kindliness, and you know showing consideration for 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 Boo Radley next door and showing respect for him at all times, Mister Radley, and all that. It's a very nice vibe, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, uh, and the way uh, the law decides. To ignore the letter of the law and to let Mister. Ridley alone, and and say that the the racist scumbag who was killed at the end fell on his knife, and, you know it's it's a it's a very um, heart warming film.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean it's also interesting how how well it shows that an all white, all male racist jury in the South isn't going to convict a uh, a black, uh, you know, isn't going to co- convict a, a white man or, you know, yeah. but, oh, it's easy for them to convict a black man on no evidence at all.
2: The, uh, it's, a, it's an early portrait of what Bill Maher and Keith Olbermann later called the conservative bubble. You know, people that, right. that are determined to live in, in a realm mm-hmm. that they are committed to. It's part of their life. It's who they are. It's their identity. It's everything. They are not going to come out of that bubble no matter what. That's, that's pretty... Uh, pretty um, um, an, an, an eternal observation I think
0: and I do too uh, and I was also taken aback by how slow that the, he tells the story um, the courtroom scene for instance like th- there's a whole movie going on before it all grinds to a halt with the courtroom which is important but they uh-huh. never rush through it they never intercut they never do flashback to show what happened they never try to tantalize the reader they're absolutely 100% committed to just telling a story yeah. And it's your job to sit there and keep up And either yeah. you can or you can't It's just funny to me Because I just don't think that any director Or studio would allow a movie To have that long of a courtroom scene Where they just do you know, One witness after another And the, the way that they do it in Atticus Finch You're waiting for him to pull out the card Of Tom Robinson can't lift his arm mm-hmm. He keeps setting it up And he, he does it at the end It's such a slow burn I just mm. love that scene
2: you know the the book was uh, was huge uh, for its time, and it was just plain huge by, by when it came out. And was it '60 or something? The film came out in '62, and uh, there was really um, <clears throat> I, I don't think that they could have messed. Uh, you know, there was kind of an obligation. They probably felt that they had to really do the book and, mm. and be true to the, the style of the book, the tone of it. So they did a pretty good job at that. I read the book along. Eons
0: are gone. But we get so much from that. You know, we get the character of of Mayella. The whole story rolls Mm -hmm. out of who she is and what she is. And it just says so much about their time. And Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful, the layers of poverty they show in that movie. How they show Atticus and his family, they're poor, but they're not as poor as the guy who can't afford food. You know, he's eating squirrel meat. And then they're not as poor as the black family, Tom Robinson's family. and right. You know, all of that is right at, right out on the heels of the Depression and, mm. you know, poverty plus fear, you know, um, equals violence and hatred. It just, it's just is such a profound film. It's so good.
2: And all of it shot in the San Fernando Valley on the Universal lot.
0: No kidding. <laughs> they tried wow. to go
2: uh, 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 rural and native and down south and do a new location. And I, well, I don't know what the problem was, but they couldn't find anything that really looked... Uh, Old enough and 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 you know kind of quaint uh, in the kind of the old Southern town. So they they literally stayed did it all uh, on the back lot. Wow. So uh, so Phil, you're silent again.
0: We are okay. waiting to talk about I'm Hunger Games. I've only seen to kill once, so I can't.
2: Phil goes into out. a slumber What's mode whenever we're talking about something. So the, 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 the um, no,
0: not slumber. He's just listening. <laughs> It's your uh, show,
2: I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, the um, Hunger Games, um, uh, once again uh, uh, the top film um, uh, beat out uh, the second uh, rated uh, American uh, Union, which I was astonished that it did uh, relatively well. That's a pretty pretty shitty movie, if you ask me. But uh, did you see it, American Reunion? Did you go to see it? <laughs> oh
0: God,
1: I'm going this afternoon, but um, okay. yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it based on you know what i've heard already so yeah and, and i wouldn't say it's a good start either it's kind of like um okay i compared it to what happened to scream 4 um what happened where they tried to revive something from the 90s and it just didn't really work out the way they hoped because yeah. this is kind of, it's an underwhelming opening i mean we thought it would at least hit 30 million um so it seems like when you
2: want to do a sequel, and particularly one that's been asleep since uh, the the American Pie. When was the last American Pie? Was that Wedding? Was that in 03, I think it was.
1: Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. '03 or 04, probably. Isn't
2: this the fourth one altogether? It wasn't one straight to video or straight or, or you know, one didn't
1: actually do theatrical, right? Yeah, they. I think they had it was either two or three in the middle. I think it's actually three. Okay. Um, after American Wedding, where. They just all went straight to DVD. So, yeah, the franchise has been. Right. And, you know, I think that ultimately is what hurt it. I think the franchise brand has been, you know, compromised and, and people now associated with this, you know, crappy cash in, you know, straight to DVD stuff. And I think that hurt it ultimately.
2: They so wanted to make the investment. You know, um, there was a thing that Jen Yamato reported from Savannah, which uh, the head of Universal. Um, i don't know what's wrong with me this morning it'll come back in a second he he made a confession during the savannah film festival that we we don't nobody sets out to make a shitty film nobody does you know <laughs> it, 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 there's disappointment there's sadness when we realize it didn't work and we did our best but you know it happens well i i don't know how he could possibly sincerely say that <laughs> uh, you, Do
0: you think he set out to make a terrible movie <laughs>
2: Well, they certainly didn't set out to make a good one, not with the guys that they hired. I mean, the the mandate was do the same thing but kind of put them in their 30s and have them sort of be longing for (sighs) days when they were 19 and 18 and all the sex and all the excitement and the hormones, but also have them uh, realize that they have to be guys who are 31, 32, one of them married, you know. Uh, you know you can't can 't be a kid forever it's it 's a very tedious film see <laughs> something like that,
0: you know? oh that's my good. God, it sounds like your comment section <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the comment guys that i that are on
0: in Hollywood elsewhere <laughs> doesn 't it in a movie <laughs> no that 's so mean, but <laughs> I'm <laughs> just getting my revenge. No, um, it sounds horrible. Really, it sounds horrible. But it does sound like they were trying to appeal to the target demographic. So I don't know. You know. Yeah, the idea, go back
2: to American Pie, uh, raunch and gross, and then but then bring it up with you know, hey, come on, guys, we gotta we gotta grow up here. We're 31, we're 32 years old, you know. And the only thing that I thought was distinctive, uh, Phil, you are gonna see it. You're gonna go see it today for. Uh, just to cover your, the bases and see it, right? So.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. and I mean, I, I am a fan of the series, but yeah. you know, I'm not going into this expecting a whole lot. So,
2: <clears throat> what is your uh, estimate now of what Hunger Games is going to end up with? Since it was the third week in a row,
1: um, you know, I'm I'm still not ruling out 400 million domestic. Um, you know, because right now it's at 303 million, mm-hmm. um, and you know, this coming weekend. It, it might it it might end up being number one again because I don't see three stooges, three stooges or cabin in the woods being strong enough to beat it. So um, I, I think it's looking at a fourth weekend at number one.
2: Cabin in the woods, you know, has a uh, among people that are paying attention. Uh, you know, you, when you've got a a, a kind of a, a, a sort of a boomer older guy uh, like Marshall Fine saying this is one of the most original, coolest, uh, you know quasi-horror films i've seen in a long time and it's definitely not a typical and it's atypical and it's unusual and it's striking that means it's got something that people are probably hearing about right now and you you think that's just kind of kind of muddle along and not really take off because it seems well i, good- no, I think no? it's
1: the kind of movie that it'll open relatively soft and then the word of mouth will carry it over you know carry it past the um you know, normal drop that happens to, to horror movies. I mean, horror movies, more than any genre, they just fall off a cliff. Right. The, the junkies come out the first weekend, they get their fix, and then pff, that's it's gone. Right. Um, six, but, you know, yeah, this six, is what it's being made out to be by a lot of the critics. Um, yeah. You know, my, my thing is always, when you have something that's so heavily ingrained into a genre, like Cabin in the Woods, which is, it's obviously a horror movie for horror fans, and no, that's critics think, go for no, it. No,
2: it's funny though, Phil. Uh, no, not, I haven't seen it. I will see it actually this evening. It's, they're having a sh- uh, screening downtown and the after party and everything. But one guy on Twitter uh, was saying this morning that it's a horror film for people that don't like horror films. Mm. So okay. I was kind of thinking, okay, that that's me, you know, because I don't like. It's not that I dislike horror as a genre. I just like the the the, the, uh, the quality of horror films. And, you know, I've come to associate uh, 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 certain uh, lamentable tendencies with that genre, and, they, and, I, and I've kind of <clears throat> gotten kind of sick of the cheapness. I like subtle horror that, that kind of makes you imagine things and... Hmm. I don't know if that that's happening.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's certainly not how they're selling it. I mean, it, the, the trailer makes it seem like they, they, they just trot out the cliches in the trailer. You know, the,
0: yeah. the
1: pretty girl in danger. You know, they, they say, we need to split up. Oh, no, let's not split up. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I, I don't think the marketing is that great for this. And that's that's why I'm worried about the opening. It certainly yeah, looks interesting.
2: It, you're right. The trailer does make it look like it's kind, pretty much following the, the, the format of the kids in a cabin. That's That's true. Yeah.
1: And then they introduced the sci-fi stuff into it, which, I don't know, I mean, every time I've seen it in, you know, an actual theater with a paying audience, it's, it, the trailer just kind of goes over like a lead balloon. I mean, people are just, I think, generally confused by it. So, yeah, this is this is 100% the type of movie that needs that opening weekend audience that takes a chance on it to then spread the word and say, um, you know, this is a cut above the rest. This isn't, you know, Final Destination 5. Or, and I or keep saying
2: I, I'm not a big follower of the of the genre. I'm cynical about it. But, you know, I, I just read a little bit of South by Southwest coverage. I've read stuff on Twitter. The, the myth that people pay attention, what you're telling me is that the overwhelming majority, 95% of the people out there, they don't give it. Damn about what people are saying from the festivals, or what's on Twitter, or what's the eventry. They don't want to know about it. They will only listen to what their friends, who they grew up with, went to high school with, or work, you know, at the office with, will tell them. That's all they're going to care about. They will not listen to buzz. Is what you're telling? No,
1: it's not that simple. I I believe in kind of like a a trickle down effect when it comes to buzz, and it's an indirect way of saying that. You know, say for instance, you have a group of. You know, five friends, right? And, and one of them is plugged in and they're, they're reading, you know, movie blogs and everything like that. And in a casual conversation, people are talking about movies and they say, you know, what about Cabin in the Woods? They're not necessarily going to say, well, I was reading blah, 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 and they said it's good. They're just going to say, I heard it was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden their other five friends now have this notion that this is a good movie. So all it takes is one person to be plugged in. So to say that that stuff doesn't matter, mm. um, no, I don't think so. It doesn't mean as much now. As just word of mouth from from casual moviegoers, no. I mean, it, we've we've changed. You know, it's not the '70s anymore where people hmm. are hanging on Pauline kale's words to, to go see a movie. You know, it's it's just not the case anymore. But. Um, it, it still holds weight and it still has a, an effect that, that you can definitely see.
2: Hey, Sasha, were you invited, by the way, to see Cat of the Woods prior to this evening's thing? I know that they had plenty of screenings, but I didn't get an invite number one, too.
0: I don't think I ever did, no. I don't even think I, I didn't get invited to tonight's either, pretty sure. Let me just double check my inbox here. Um, just because you're asking me directly, you know. Um, It looks pretty good. I mean, I would probably go see it, you know, eventually. But no, no, I got a lot of um, marketing stuff for it: new trailer, live chat, mm-hmm. you know, images, but no invite to a screening. So. Uh,
2: well, if there's a thing this evening at the uh, all the way down at uh, downtown at uh, at LA Live.
0: hmm Cool. So, Sounds I like think, fun. <laughs>
2: why don't you Why don't you come down and, pay, uh, and pay Emma and go see it?
0: Nah, it's all right. Definitely not into that,
2: <laughs> but what is what is Emma's feeling about about horror films in general?
0: Um, she, she's okay with them. She's not really totally into horror yet. You know, she still gets a little scared. She's, you know, what's funny about her generation is I, I don't know what this means, but they're not so tapped into movies. You know, they're tapped into stuff that's happening online and on video stuff online, mm-hmm. like. Uh, She's all into web comics, and you know this video YouTube star. This you know <clears throat> the la- kind of the last thing they were kind of they were into the Hunger Games. They sort of talked about Titanic a little bit, but you know they're not like oh I gotta go see Cabin in the Woods. You know maybe they're just too young for that yet.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But they're not they're not movie kids. You know when I was a kid it was all about the movies. You know the multiplex. That's what you talked about. That's what you did. That's what you you know you spent your you saved your money up for. Hmm. But these kids, it's not like that, you know. They just have so much a right at the ready with their uh, iPhones and their computers and stuff. They just don't. Movies are just a tiny little portion of that. Entertainment is so huge now, you know. Uh-huh.
2: Um, is uh, there a, is in this a uh, kind of a reluctance or a resistance to absorbing, to sinking themselves into something that demands pretty much your total attention span for possibly. two hours? Possibly,
0: yeah. You know, because they
2: like to be, like, scattered by, you know. So they'll give their attention to something for ten
0: mm-hmm. seconds
2: or maybe five minutes. Yeah. Or, but but the idea of two hours, please. You know, Unless
0: it really hours, you know. holds their interest, you know. Yeah. But it has to be damn good to keep them. When they're watching stuff on their computer, they can Facebook chat. They can text their friends. They can do all these other things. When you're in a movie, your media device gets turned off, you know. Not the, <laughs> so, not the
1: teens who are sitting in front of me.
0: Oh, no. Movies.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like Jeff here and, and be a grouch but yeah,
0: it's weren't. annoying when they text in movies,
1: isn't it? Yeah, they, like... the one girl was texting, and she had like a huge. I think it was even bigger than an iPhone. It was one of those Android gigantic phones. It's like a laptop, you know. And she had it out, and she was texting the entire time. No
0: <laughs> way. Yeah. God, I got mad because this guy that I was watching *To Kill a Mockingbird* with kept picking up his phone and facebooking during it. I was just like, oh, I was so irritated because it's just just rude it's just
2: rude I mean it's one thing I'll say I'll admit uh, I've had an urge to to check on something but what I'll do is I'll get up and I'll go off to the corner if it's not too crowded and I'm figuring if I just you know take the light down and, and I'm not next to anybody then I'm not offending anybody but yeah. To be right next to somebody and text, facebooking, man.
0: But just to check your phone is one thing. I do that sometimes too. If I'm waiting for a text from Emma to tell me she got home okay, yeah. <clears throat> I'll check it. You know, but I don't. Never mm-hmm. going to sit there and text. I mean, do they just not know that you're not supposed to do that? Yeah, I guess I that's they don't care. Difference. People man.
1: don't care. They think they're doctors, you know, who they need to be urgently on their phone. <laughs> you know? God, that's uh, so anyway.
0: weird, that's man. Plus, they can't pay attention to the movie if they're doing that.
1: No. No. Well it's, it's another
2: version of checking your watch. I mean people are gonna if they're if they're I mean if you start looking at your watch every fifteen minutes as I have with other children, it's another way of looking at your watch. It's just something more interesting than looking
1: at the hands on a dial, I guess. Yeah did you see uh, did you see Titanic in three D yet, Sasha?
0: I haven't yet. My my little seven year old niece who's like obsessed with the movie for some weird reason has seen it like seven times. She already went to see it with my with her mom and my dad. So I was going to take her, but now that she's already seen it, I don't know who else I can go with. I'll, I'll try to, but um, Jeff's writing about it kind of turned me off a little bit, I have to admit. <laughs>
2: My writing about Titanic turned yeah. you off to seeing Titanic 3D.
0: Uh-huh, a little bit, a little bit. Well,
2: the first piece I did was that it was uh, not a problem in Real D, at least where I saw it in Burbank, and that it had uh, much more, you know, really good clarity and, and it was good quality. Uh, and that the thing that I went to see down in Orange County was a complete bust because it didn't uh, have the sh- you know it just didn't look any good and it was uh, you know some technical issues. That I'm not saying that the process of uh, Panavision 3D is bad, that they, they didn't have it together at that theater. And then I said that DiCaprio was a was a turn on to, to see him so young and so pretty mm-hmm. looking and so you know vibrant and all that. And then I um, wrote something that I posted something that Owen Glaverman about uh, how the, it was the birth of, of, of internet hate you know um, it was because really it came out the beginning of the internet mm. uh, so what have i said that's turned you off i
0: don't know it just for some reason reading through your post made me think you know man that's a long movie to have to sit with those glasses on but i also asked the guy that i was with Do you want to go see titanic 3d and he's like does it add anything to the story <clears throat> the 3d that is really stupid <laughs> <laughs>
2: I <laughs> have is dying This guy is really slow I don't get it I mean, there's something new about
3: the story <laughs> 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 oh, no. oh, I get it. I can see more now <laughs> This
2: is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, you can dump this guy <laughs> <laughs> like, Jeff! Like a <laughs> quarter But I had to admit, no, it doesn't really add to the story, right? It just, it's just a cool thing that he did It's a really cool no. thing that he did
1: that couldn't be more... Yeah, let's go. I think it adds a lot. A beautiful field of flowers yeah. out. there. Let's go see the
2: flowers. Ah, you know, I've seen flowers. <laughs> Are there any new colors? <laughs> I mean, I don't, you, know, you know, yellow, red, green. Is there anything else? Let's just watch TV and zone out.
0: You know. That's so right. The way of looking at life,
2: if you say, you almost anything if you, you know, yeah. you want to be lazy enough about it.
0: Right. I still want to go see it. I'm definitely curious. I might end up having to go alone, though. I can't seem to get anyone to want to go with me, but we'll see. I'll probably just get in there in an afternoon and see it.
2: Uh, by the way, I am. All right. Um. I, uh, speaking apropos of absolutely nothing we've just talked about, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I have to decide, you know, the, given the values and the culture of this town, you know, and I've told you that I uh, I, I feel this pressure, and I, and I don't feel comfortable about driving uh, an old car, but it's in good shape, and it drives well, and it feels good, but I don't like being seen in an old car that I feel it diminishes my <laughs> my my credibility as a serious person because you know what this culture is like <laughs> you can't drive up to a valet in a shitty car you know it really really compromises you so hmm. and you, nobody thinks about this people think it's absurd if you live in New York City and you think you know you're worried about see do I need to spend fifteen twenty thousand dollars, maybe more um to you know may feel better about myself as i pull up to valet at parties that's what basically you're you're saying because i'm I'm completely content with the um with the car you know it's like it's okay and i'm having it actually juiced up and and new shock absorbers and it's it's fine you know (laughs) except it's embarrassing to 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 drive a car that's old
0: right street cred dude it's all about street cred. Well, so that's what, yeah. Well, it's about... Well, why don't you get a car that you like to drive? You know, there are a lot of, like you're saying you know, about...
2: There you know, you're buying into it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I feel it too, but you're saying, just to feel better about the car, spend 15... No, minutes.
0: I've driven in your car, okay? I'm. You know, I've spent quite some time in your car, and I'm just saying that you could... As I'm not saying you should do it for the society's sake necessarily, because I actually think it does the opposite for you. I think that driving a beater car helps your cred... You know, it's Jeff Wells' cred. It's cool to hang on to the beater oh, no. car. It's a funny piece to put in columns and stuff. But I think as a human being, as an older human being who deserves to have some comfort for his labor, you should treat yourself to something nice and comfortable. Like my car has leather seats and it's a hybrid. and you know, I like that. I like that it can listen to music really loudly. I like to drive. I like to drive a lot. And I like to be in a comfortable car. And I don't see why you shouldn't also.
2: I can spend money on a good pair of shoes i can spend money on going to europe i can spend money on a good phone i can spend money on a good great television i can uh, there's all these things that matter to me uh but i can't bring myself to drop 15 20 grand on a car
0: well that's a lot yeah that's
2: that's what you're basically spending and if you know if you go into payments and everything you're spending much more than the value of the car because of course they have to you know, profit from the loan, so.
0: Right. <clears throat> no, you I told
1: totally did so. What, what do I drive? Uh, 2010 Chevy Cobalt. A, he's nice. got a new car, he's
2: got a respectable man of the world with a, with a nice Well, that was, car. I mean,
1: you know, that was my first, um, it took me a couple of years even after college to get to that point where I could get myself a car fine, but I was, you know, bumming off my grandmother until that point. Oh, no. you know, and you have—that's uh, the reality of my generation. Yeah, you know, that's you how have we do. Monthly
2: payments, of course, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't
2: have. A three, four hundred a month?
1: No, no. It's like two seventy-five. So that's it's, good. It's, it's manageable. Yeah, it and you know, it's, and when I can pay more, I will, um, because I don't. And you know, I, I don't use it that much. I mean, I put maybe you know eighteen thousand miles on it in, in two years. Right. You know, it's working from home. You don't you', know, you know I mean? well i mean it's well it's different, you guys are both on you know in l a you have to drive more, but new york philly whatever you know it's it's especially New York, you know obviously it's not a big driving culture but
0: know? he's got he's got the girlfriend he's got to have a car
2: That's yeah the thing. if you have a girlfriend, if you are looking to get a girlfriend, you cannot succeed in that venture. You're going to lose the girlfriend, or you're not going right. to get the girlfriend with a shitty car. I think
0: so. Or, hey, right? a, a shitty car. That's one thing you got to realize, Jeff. It's all about the big car for girls. Yeah. Um, not that's, that's all a, about the big car, but it certainly helps, you know. No
2: getting away from that system. When I was going out with Cedaring, a really great lady, uh, 0708, she was on me about the car. And it was, it was get a Mini Cooper, which I really love the idea of having a Mini Cooper. But... Um, Something stopped me. Something blocked me. I have a real problem with putting out that kind of money for a nice for a nice car. Oh, bet you should it, treat bet
0: yourself. You Life is too short, Jeff.
2: Once you get over the pain of putting out the money, then I bet you feel really good about it. Usually, you it's do. something of value. You know, you you buy it, and it's like, oh god, that hurt. But once you get past that one little thing. That pain threshold. That's
0: you right. I I have to tell you, I drove beater cars all my life, and it was like every time I got in one, every time I pulled up to valet, it was like a tiny piece of me died. <laughs> and now every day I get in my car, I love it. I sink into the seat, and I and I, my car's a 2009. It's not like it's brand new, but it's comfortable and it's yeah. respectable enough. I can pull it up to a very, valet very nice and not car. feel ashamed. <laughs>
2: It feels very very nice. It really does.
0: Thank yeah, you. it's a great car. So I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. To me, it would be if you're in LA and something. If you bought something now, it would last you forever, you know, because you never. Here's what tra-
2: I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm gonna go out to uh, the northern desert or to some poor area, and I'm gonna find a little old lady who has a car that's really nice, and I'll buy it from her. And I won't spend fifteen. I'll spend like eight thousand or something. How about that?
0: That sounds good.
2: Then at least I'll have something that's not embarrassing, and that won't kill girlfriend poss- possibilities. And, right. You know, how about how about that?
0: Like I think that. that works. I think okay. that you got to have a. You know, you you take a girl somewhere. She's not going to want to drive around in a beater car. Just even the way I, it is.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, well, it's not it's not ramshackle. It looks kind of cool, but it's uh, it's still a beater.
0: But nobody likes to drive around in a beater. Not yep. even kids.
2: My kids when they've been here they make relentless fun of me. Ghetto car. You're you're so ghetto. This car is ghetto.
0: Oh, my daughter would be so embarrassed when I'd have to like take her friends somewhere. <laughs> it was like, you know, but but now it's great, you know, pick up the kids, look like a normal person, you know. Yeah, sure. It's conforming to society, absolutely, for sure. But if you want to participate in society in a way you have to conform in some certain regard. You do. You wear pants every day. You know.
2: You know. I went to Vespa in Sh- Sherman Oaks. That turned me on. Yeah. That. I, I mean, I saw these new new ones that I'd love to, I, and I and I loved going around on a on a good scooter, a good powerful scooter, with a, with a nice you know with a good size to it, and this is the way to get around in the city, practically speaking. It's wonderful. I mean, to get. From, uh, to get to a screening fast. It's beautiful. It's the, it's the only way to travel. And this guy says that more and more people, particularly industry people, he was saying, starting to understand that this is the ideal environment to have a scooter. Is Well, how do you explain that tens of thousands of people in Paris and Rome have them? And it's all, they're, they're like swarms of hornets everywhere you look. They're just, it's ubiquitous. And and you can't say that the the inception the, the level, the accepted uh, form of, of transportation is, is one thing over there and over here it's not You know.
0: well it's really hard to park over there <clears throat> it's almost impossible I, I drove around and everybody has to have a little car because there's nowhere to park and you know gas is so expensive so scooters make sense you know over here we got tons of space you know Mm. So why wouldn't we have cars? I mean, if, especially because it the, takes
2: forever to get to the arc light when you're when you're trying to get. Yeah, to,
0: in a big city, it makes sense to have a scooter. But you know, there are lots of places in America where having a car is just the way to go. You know, and,
2: and when you have a car here and you're late for something and you finally get there, then you have to go into the lot. You have to you know get the park You know, it's not simple. You know. It's really great with a scooter. I mean, I, I know I'm right about this one thing. I'm not trying to say no to a car, to a nice car, but this is the way to get around, really.
0: Yeah, right, but try putting a girl on the back of that thing after she's done her hair all up and everything, you know. She's not going to want <laughs> Yeah,
2: you got a point there. You know, you got a point there, but, you know, I, it, it, this is an argument for celibacy. And- <laughs> I the these, they, they, they cost a lot of money just to make
0: them feel good about their, you know... I don't know, you know? Well, look at what pigeons have to go through and peacocks and <laughs> lions. I mean, it's harsh. Pigeons and
2: peacocks have to go. I don't, I don't get the analogy.
0: Well, they, a lot of times they have to go without food in order to attract a mate. Some of them can starve to death just trying to flutter around a female to get them to pay attention to her, you know? Okay. I'd say getting a car is, is pretty small on the scale of things you have to do to get a mate. Mm. Wouldn't okay. you? So anyway, back to Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil, do we think that it can do any kind of near Dark night numbers or? No,
1: I mean it, it's it's already running out of steam. I mean it's it's not going to hit anywhere close to 500 million, and and like I said, I I still I think it can hit 400 million, but that's a little bit of a stretch. It's you know it's going to have to really scratch and claw its way to to get to that point. Um, but you know. All bets are off for Catching Fire. You know that—that's the one that I think can do, you know, Dark Knight numbers. Really? Sure. Um, well, yeah. Especially. I mean, I haven't read the book, but from what I've heard, Catching Fire is the premier book
0: in the series. Oh, no um, kidding! Wow. You know. But I thought yeah.
2: Catching Fire is primarily about which guy she likes better. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, the Twilight series after the first one all over again, which I think is awful. I mean. Do I like the you know the, the tall hunky guy or do I like the small little guy? Mm. Right? Isn't that what the, mainly the thrust of it is? That's one, one guy I know who, who's read all the books says essentially that's what that's what it is. The third one is about the actual revolution and about you know over, overcoming overpowering the elites and the bin and right.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. I mean, I've you know a lot of online chatter and everything is that Catching Fire is really good and that the third one's kind of a disappointment oh. which i think is uh, that's always the case everybody's always going to be disappointed with how something because you have your own notion of it you know you direct the movie in your head and you you know you think how the you you already kind of form an opinion about okay this is how this should wrap up and then when it doesn't work out that way you hate it um so yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see but yeah the the second one's just gonna be huge.
0: But There's no two ways about it. I
2: mean And do you think and it looks like we're gonna be stuck with Gary Ross. I was just I gonna to
0: ask, run. is he staying on? I, I keep hearing conflicting stories.
2: Well, Nicky Fink and, uh, and, and, and Mike Fleming heard from the Lionsgate guys that they, uh, that it's, he's not out. And they said that sources have told us, multiple sources, i.e. multiple people at Lionsgate, that he's not out. And he just went away. You know, They don't want to pay him what he feels is appropriate, given the, the value of this franchise. So he said, "The hell with you, and went away. Uh, but I guess, uh, I mean, if I were them, I would get somebody who's good, a good director. He's not a good director. he's an okay director you know mm. he's a mediocre director. I mean I liked Pleasantville well enough, and I thought Seabiscuit Biscuit was uh good enough. I didn't you know he's not a bad film director, but he's just he's not a really good one and if they had a really exceptional director who could add to it the way other people have said the way that Alfonso Cuaron uh sort of added something to the Harry Potter series when he did his prisoner of Azkaban, you know that kind of thing, I don't see what's so important about having Gary Ross, but that's that's, that's their realm and their their fight,
1: you know. But well, no, yeah. I mean, if they if they ditch Gary Ross, they'll go. They'll do exactly what Summit did with The Twilight. Is just take whoever they can get that's cheap, basically, and and not go for any you know huge names,
0: right? No um, prestige. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because Bill Condon's pretty well respected, but you know they don't have to. They're not going to get somebody who has a huge ego. I guess that's the the way to put it. You know, they're not going to hire somebody who wants...
2: They want somebody you know, they can push around. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The complete control and, you know, yeah. just do this, deliver this, and, and okay. don't get too artsy with it. Don't play around with it too much There's some people even saying the Goose,
2: you know? that the reason it's uh, that awful awful cinematography in in, in hunker games or that bobbing and weaving constant moving and and really short shots is because they had to set the style that would allow them to evade uh, explicit uh, uh depictions of violence to keep the, the rating at pg-13 and, uh, and that it wasn't really ross's fault why i, I there there are many artful ways to get around being explicit and that that was not one of them as far as i'm concerned but yeah that's what they want they definitely want that rating so but there are so many ways you can <clears throat> you can deliver the hint the suggestion and the you know excite the imagination and get let people know what's happening you don't have to do what they did i thought it was atrocious and i i there are many people that remarked you know like Manola Dargas said you know that <clears> the <throat> katniss Everdeen is a fascinating character and, you know, even Gary Ross's direction couldn't get in the way of her appeal.
0: Right. No? No. That's that's pretty dead on. I mean, but I, I think that one of the problems with Harry Potter was that it didn't have one unifying director behind it. And um, I think in, I don't know if these movies even care about winning Oscar buzz at all. Probably not. <laughs>
2: I think that you, you started this before and I think you really should let let this one go. I'm
0: just saying, in terms of if you want to build a successful franchise and you have the same director, I think it's easier to award that director, whereas Harry Potter had so many different directors, it was impossible to sort of find a unifying vision behind the whole series. If Gary Ross does it, it would transform his career if he was did the three-peat on that. Mm.
2: Yeah. But it's a poorly directed film, Sasha. You can't say it isn't a poorly directed film. It's, it's a bothersome film. To-
0: no, I don't think it's poorly directed. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I did not think it was poorly directed. I've seen poorly directed movies, and that was not one of them. Definitely not. Uh, uh, you know, Bill Condon did the best he could with Twilight. The third, or, you know, the, the, the one that he did. I just didn't think that... I can't say it's badly directed, but all the other ones were. They're just unwatchable to mm-hmm. me. Unwatchable. So... Mm-hmm. To me that's badly directed Hunger Games I was entertained throughout and a lot of that is to do with Jennifer Lawrence admitted you know put Kirsten Stewart in there it's not as good as a, of a movie but part of being a good director is getting a good performance out of an actor you know, and I had to concede that with Tom Hooper and the King's speech, you know, part of the fact that <clears throat> those performances were so good, other than the fact that those guys are total pros, and mm-hmm. they probably could have done that with any director, mm-hmm. you do have to at some point give credit to the director for uh, bringing out and choosing the best performances and that the person has to offer. Yeah. So...
2: I don't know what it is, Sasha. You know, I mean, it can be a movie can can obviously connect as this one has, but but I don't know why you'd want to be uh, be be kind with it just because uh, you know it's a it's a it's a landmark film in terms of what it sparked, what it created with with the public.
0: Uh, Uh, Yeah, and then finish that sentence. Add an addendum to that sentence with a female lead in the in the you know leading the box office. That's why it makes a difference to me. Okay. And if I'm an apologist, I'm an apologist. I don't care, you know. I've had to sit through all kinds of fanboy crap for years, you know. So what? It's it's maybe you know, it's not we as get good. To
2: have our own crap is what you're basically saying. That's right,
0: right dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: because get ready, there'll be tons of ripoffs. Yeah, oh,
2: you know. God. yeah, that's true.
1: But that that means more roles for women, and, and I'll be, absolutely be more intelligent
0: roles. And maybe people. it'll swing back to women can do things other than. Uh, be a romantic love interest. Like, it was so interesting to me that Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird is a character who her arc doesn't turn on whether she's got uh, attention from boys or not. Her arc turns on morality and, you know, the things she learns from her father and watching the way people in the town. She was actually treated as a human, a thoughtful human being. I mean, do you know how Mm -hmm. rare that is in movies? And I, I don't blame men. I'm saying it's a lot of it's women who've been conditioned to sort of follow along the fairy tale line of happily ever after and nothing really means anything unless you have a guy in your life and uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. we all want no movie with starring women can be successful unless they find a guy at the end like bridesmaids proved wouldn't a bridesmaids have been so funny and subversive if Kristen Stewart's character had never Ended up with the guy at the end, you know?
2: Kristen Wave you mean?
0: What did I say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kristen Stewart in Bridesmaids. Oh, sorry. Oh, God, my brain. You
1: need a vacation, Sasha.
0: I know I do. <laughs> or a better, stronger <laughs> cup of coffee.
2: Well, what she needed to do was get that shop back and get that shop going again, the, the cookie shop. Exactly, you know? yeah. That was what mattered to her. And it would be nice if she could have had that cop boyfriend, too. But if he wasn't around and she got the shop, she'd be okay. Exactly. And I exactly. think she to fine. Yeah.
0: Totally. Work is totally where it's at. And, you know, um, the audiences would have cared, wouldn't have cared if, um, if she just got the shop. They, they wanted her to have the guy, and that's a lot of the reason it made as much money as it did. Women would have been totally upset by by the fact that, uh, that that she didn't have a boyfriend, and even though it's much more realistic that a girl like that would end up alone. Mm-hmm. But Hunger Games doesn't need to play that game. I was really happy to see that. Yeah, they weave in a romance, but it's really not that necessary to her. I mean, she doesn't have to have it. That movie could have succeeded just fine. I think, in fact, better if they dumped that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Awkward kiss in the cave or whatever it was. That was- uh. So you know that's why I'm, I'm I'm supporting it. You know I hope that it it continues to do really well and you know more power to Jennifer Lawrence for portraying that kind of a character and for doing the same thing in Winter's Bone, which is another movie that does that. You know portrays women as being able to do something other than just be the romantic lead.
2: You know I completely sympath- I completely empathize, sympathize, and and think that what you're saying has real. Uh, meaning and and I can share from a distance if I forget about the quality of the movie and the enthusiasm that you're that you're uh, expressing and it, but it's all about you know it's kind of a gender thing it, 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 you're obviously talking about a gender thing to, to, to mm-hmm. a great great deal so I am still three weeks later getting beaten up for the occasional article yeah. for having said that it's a you know female empowerment thing, and that uh, there's a susceptibility, or an, or an intrigue, or or, or or a natural uh, "you go girl" uh, you know uh, thing going on yeah. amongst and 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 people are enraged that 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 kind of uh, what they consider to be a, a unfair and patronizing categorization. Yeah, that I, was I know
0: they do. And so what? I don't care what they think. It's just. I, more power to the young female critics who don't want to be um, marginalized that way. I'm too old to care what people think about me anymore in that way. So affirmative action is where it's at for me, you know, with with whether it's, you know, minorities in, in leading roles or women. I mean, I'm just for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that entertainment without it is good enough. Right. If movies were better starring all men, all straight white men, then fine. But they're not. So why not, you know, start to prop up some of the movies that do things that other movies don't? And that's what makes me happy because that, you know, sets out a path for the future of of young women Mm -hmm. who are growing up into this world and, you know, being taught and conditioned to believe that it's all about their worth as a mate, you know? And it's got to be more than that.
2: All, All I was saying, I was trying to, you know, I was just trying to say that, listen... Uh, I was just saying that there's some uh, female critics that are in the tank for this thing uh, going in.
0: Right.
2: That's that's not a bad thing. I mean, uh, you know, people do have favorites. Nobody's neutral about everything. Everybody has things that they kind of like innately before uh, they, they, they 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 see them almost because you kind of want want a film like this to to work. Yeah. Because of what it will lead to, that's not a terrible thing to be in the tank for something.
0: No, but it's for someone like, let's say Katie Rich, for instance, who's a young female critic, and you know, I'm sure she wouldn't want someone saying, "Oh, you only like it because you're a girl" or because it has. No, a no, it's
2: not saying. It's saying you're into the tank. It means you're predisposed. You're inclined. You're going to give it. A, you're going to cut it a break. You're going to uh, overlook some of the right. Women, sort of that like you yourself have done.
0: It's like what they, people you know, say about Ebert with movies with black characters. They always say, "Oh, he's just going to give it a pass because it's about black characters," and they don't give him. They don't give him the respect to, you know, that, that, that his opinion is valid regardless of whether or not it stars black people. They just write him off. And that's what I think young critics are worried about is being written off for thinking, oh, it's just they only like that because they're inclined to you know, root for women. Whereas for me, I don't care if they do or not. You know, like I'm in it for the advocacy. I'm in it for the activism. I don't care if they think that I mean, not that I'm a critic. You know, but I'm just saying that I'm pretty—I'm pretty upfront about it. I agree. I am one of those people that was in the tank for it. It would have had to have been really bad, and it wasn't. I was surprised that it was as good as it was. Yeah. But if it was a terrible movie, I would have said so, regardless of if it had a woman in it or not. You know.
2: Yeah, nobody said it's terrible. It's mediocre.
0: Right. So That's the, I'll take you know, mediocre. That, that means it's,
2: it's not that good. You know? it really isn't.
0: But at least you know it's a step for me in the right direction. Is <laughs> because it disproves. It does what the help did. It disproves. Bless you. Yeah. It yeah. disproves what people say that that when movies with women, you know, who aren't sexed up and sex objects, uh, can't make money. And look at how much money it's making. So they're wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, right. I mean, women dominate the box office. It's true. I mean, it's it's the reality. I mean, everything that comes out, you know, it even you know th- this weekend American Reunion surprised me. I thought that would be something that skews heavily male. Instead, it was fifty one percent male and forty nine percent female. Wow, They're just you know, women are just more open uh, to different films. I think
0: mm, um, that's interesting. You know, wow, that's it, it's good to know. Every, it never
1: fails to surprise me. There, it's very rare that there's something that is. Over that overwhelmingly skews male. Um, it's you know even with like even horror movies or something like that, women still show up. You know it's so it's it's only it's it's just been a matter of time that Hollywood finally realized that if we put you know strong, interesting women in movies, we're going to make a lot of money. And, and that's what I like about it, time. yeah.
0: Because I don't I don't yeah, feel like they did that with Twilight, you know. No, that's not a strong female character. It's a
1: passive, you know, like get married at eighteen and yeah. start cranking out kids. Kind of, that's what they're encouraging, basically. I mean, um, you know, they have billboards up all over the place. Get Bella's ring, you know, from Twilight. It's it's disgusting. Oh God. But you know, you have something like um, you know, The Blind Side or Half of the Help. You know, has an intelligent female character, and you know, and uh, and and now Hunger Games. It's it's good to see, and you know.
0: It's good to see, and don't you think that studios will look at that and say, "Okay, fine," you know?
1: Um. They have to. They they don't have a choice now. I mean, it's they have to. The, the public is finally telling them, "Look, enough of the um, you know, enough of the stereotypes, enough of the the romantic interest. We want to see someone who's assertive and and bold, and we're gonna we're gonna pay to see it." And I hope you know that the African American audience would, you know, do the same thing because they're victimized just as much. I mean, there's just not unless you're watching. A, rare to find an intelligent black character in a movie Mm -hmm. that isn't full of stereotypes or anything like that. Right. Uh, You know, it it has to happen eventually because we haven't come that far from it you know
2: african-american audiences are in the tank for certain types of films that doesn't mean they're going to give it a complete pass and praise it to the heavens and support it but they're certainly going to cut it break that's what it means to be in the tank for something doesn't mean that you're utterly devoid of critical judgment it means that you're inclined to cut it at a break you're inclined to be you're inclined to be easy on it because it satisfies a certain uh, longing that you have to have this kind of thing work
0: right but no woman is ever going to want you to say that about them you say that about them and they're just going to yeah, bristle. That's too bad. They're going to get don't upset. Want, they don't
2: want me to say that? That's too bad.
0: Well, they don't. Sh- Why would they want you to presume stuff? I mean, God. The, the, no, the f- it
2: just means being uh, lenient. That's all. It just means that you're going to... But I, I don't think they like be being nice generalized.
0: They don't like being generalized as a group and this is what all women do. I mean, I do that with the fanboys all the time and I get a lot of shit for it, you know. I'm always generalizing what the fanboys think, what the fanboys will go see, and what their reaction is. They're you know, very and
2: I- predictable. The fanboys, don't, <laughs> don't kid yourself, Sasha. They are very predictable. <laughs> now, yes, there's a, there's the the really elite, smart ones, uh, and I, I don't. I, I was going to say, uh, you know, Drew used to be a fanboy, but he says, please stop doing that. Yeah, Um, you know this is. I'm I'm trying. I'm a real critic. I engage with everything. Don't put me in that fight. He does. He gets so
0: mad. It's true. But I, you know, and I I agree. And they get mad. That's why I think women, female critics, are going to give you shit if you say stuff like that because they're going to feel like you're trying to speak for them and generalize them. And
2: everybody in the world is what I'm trying to say is in the tank for something you know everybody has interests and uh, a particular background a cultural place that they're coming from um you know and so there's a natural uh state that we all are in this is that certain types of films like for me it's the film that is a little more subtle and then invites imagination and uses you know some classical moves that kind of thing uh, i'm in the tank for that kind of thing if there's some way that i can be nice to that uh with, you know, I'll overlook problems if it mm. satisfies that particular itch or longing that I have. That's all it means. It's not a bad thing. It's just the human thing. You know, we're all like that. That's all.
0: Well, I don't know. But you're saying it. That would be the equivalent to that. Would be like me saying. Men, you know, older men, older white men are in the tank for this kind of movie because they're older white men. And it's about older, it's a coming of age. we are correct.
2: Of, you said, you know, the, the 62-year-old uh, academy guys, the typical academy person, uh, they have a certain, t- you're absolutely correct. They do have a, 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 well, a, sure, a susceptibility sure. and an interest in a certain kind of uh, academy safe type of movie. Sure, absolutely. That's right. That's, that's not but I'll name. tell
0: you something that was funny was when we did our our female alliance or women journalists. We did our vote for movies. You know, you'd think that all those women voters would be have been in the tank for movies about or directed by women, but they weren't. All the movies still reflected the male dominated storylines from last year. There were we were still just like the lemmings. We went with all the same movies. You know, regardless, they were all directed by men and they were all about men. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? you'd think that, they would, that we would have had, like, we need to talk about Kevin as one of the five. We didn't, so. We're not like the NAACP. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah, anything, any film that, uh, that sells and, and lifts people up with the idea that there is all kinds of complexity and different colors and different moods and, and, and themes associated with a strong female character is something that you know unless you're dead, you, any smart woman is going to say I like that kind of film. And if there's if there's some way to, to be a little more kinder to it, if it has problems, if it has problems, I'm going to try and be kind to it because I love what it's doing on the other side, which is that it's you know what you what we've all said and what you've said in particular that which is that Hunger Games is something that. Is uh, is a significant, uh, uh, you know, something that adds to the to our understanding and appreciation of the female psyche and the female character. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to indict anybody. It's just that you're you're going to be a little nicer to it. That's all. If you can, because it, it's a good thing, and not in not just being a somewhat satisfying film for you, not for me, but for you. And for me, obviously, thousands, tens of thousands of others.
0: Yeah, I don't have a problem with you saying that's that about me. I'm totally going to cop to it. But I know that there are others who will always have a problem with that.
2: Well, that's dishonest, and they're going to have to like, look in the mirror and think things over because that's 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 the truth. It's not an indictment, you know. It's just it's just we all have favorites. We all have certain. We all have our particular histories. We all have things that we kind of want to see for our own reasons. There's nothing bad about that, but it is a fact.
0: Hmm.
2: So, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So what else can we, can we get into? No.
0: What's happening next weekend? It's which movie? Uh, three
1: Stooges, Cabin in the Woods, and, and Lockout. Those are the three major releases coming out. And, I don't know, Three Stooges.
0: Guy, 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 guy. Not guy.
1: looking good.
2: That's a, they showed it to the families. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, Pete Hammond saw it at the, uh, at the, at the Chinese... Yeah. And and uh, got lockout is the uh, Guy Pierce thing, uh, which is kind of mm-hmm. Guy Guy Pierce playing kind of a tough macho guy, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's like. Um, um, remember Outland with Sean Connery? Sure. It's, I think it's on on that level on some. They, maybe though no, that was kind of like High Noon though, but but it's. Um,
0: I liked that movie a lot. <laughs>
2: uh, and I have I'm just looking very quickly. There's a press day. There is. Uh, I'm looking for an LA screening. Uh, Opening in LA the 13th, obviously. I don't have a screening for that thing. Do you, Sasha?
0: For the lockout? Yes. I did get a screening invite for it, but I didn't take it up. I didn't do it. But, yeah, I did get one. I remember.
2: As it already showed? Yeah. (laughs) You're kidding. It's over? (laughs) Oh, God. See it now for free. Now I have to
0: pay to see it? Let me me, uh, look at my list here and see where I can find it for you. I'll forward you the invite. I always get these New York screening invitations from people, and so I like, "Why do they think I live in New York?" It's strange. Well, I,
2: I'm glad that I get. I'm glad that I get those because quite often you'll see these things, uh, these films will will be screened prior to the uh, L.A. crowd, and so when they come in, I always like I say right away, "Hey guys, do you mind if I? Uh, you are you screening it out here? Of course they are, but I politely say, are oh. you "Oh, out here, and could I please attend?"
0: Well, yeah, it's tonight actually. Really, Charles Adakoff Screening Room, yeah. Mhm. yeah. 730. Anna yeah. Pineda at Forty Two West.
2: Uh, would you mind forwarding that?
0: I will forward it, but you're going to that other thing tonight, so I am
2: see this is but this is the problem because i wasn't invited to see cabin in the woods before there's there's this film which i would like to see Then there's the bobcat goldway thing which i also want to see god bless him that's also screening tonight with bobcat goldway talking to people before the film
0: and i got yeah a, oh i got invited to that too yikes i think i might have rsvp'd to that even yeah all right i'm going to send this to you Thank you so anyway, guys.
2: Uh... I just want to say thanks, Sasha, publicly, openly for you being a excellent human being and a good friend for what you're doing for me favor-wise.
0: It's no problem. And, you know, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I should have just offered to do it to begin with. But I wasn't sure how long it would take. And, you know, it was turned out to be pretty easy.
2: For those who have not and couldn't care less about my particular workings about trying to uh, to go move over to WordPress, I hired a guy to do some work on it who seemed, I've known him for like two, three years, and he seemed very uh, wise and, and careful and kind of conservative manner. Well, he wound up going to jail. For, uh, for <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but a guy I hired and paid money to wound up going to jail for driving on a suspended license. Oh, they actually came to his home. I've never heard of this, but they came to his home, put him in cuffs, and took him off And uh, because he doesn't have the bail, which is 17500 and his mom uh, doesn't want to put up the house. Um, I'm getting too personal here. But basically, the man's in jail until uh, April 17th because he was driving with the, on a suspended license. God. That's, that's harsh. Anyway, uh, so we can't work. So, so is, Sasha steps in like a, like a good pal and, and is helping me on that I'm very, very
0: deeply. No deep problem, deep deep. Jeff. And, uh, you know, I'm just not going to be able to do the design stuff. You're going to have to have Brian do that.
2: I completely uh, have that taken care of with a guy yeah. named John Paul. And and, uh, and uh, so that's going to that's be fine.
0: Very nice
2: that's going to be totally fine so um i'm just a little afraid of 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 redesigns because what they have in mind is is categorizing and having a kind of a lead story. there's all kinds of things i'm have to have to learn and and get get cool with and get get fluent and and fast with but uh you've convinced me everybody nobody thinks that wordpress is difficult wordpress is simple wordpress is easier not simple much
0: easier yeah and fast and all that stuff. Yeah, and it is. And, you know, movable type is coming to an end at the end of this year. They're stopping any work on it at all, so it's dying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. They're so just us. in the nick of time, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we
1: moved away from movable type a while ago. Yeah. And it, I don't miss it. It's, yeah. it's the MySpace blogging. If you think you somewhere. have it bad, Jeff, we built our entire thing from scratch. Right. We, we don't have WordPress, anything. It's a, a complete custom job. Mm. So... Yeah, that was very. It's worth it, but it was a but lot you of. Need work.
2: some kind of uh, organizational. You need, you need some kind of software that has some order and discipline to it. What do you mean you custom? No,
1: we just built everything the way we wanted, so we have complete control over everything, and it's much better than being. I mean, yeah, WordPress gives you pretty much all the freedom you need, but there's still limitations there. We're not limited. I mean, if we want to build something, we can build it. If we want a new ad space, boom, it's you know, it's there. Um,
2: what about scripting, you know, so, uh, stylistic things, and fonts? You yeah, had to start from scratch and build all
1: that. Well, no, you don't ordinary. really start from scratch. I mean, there's basic things that you can take, you know, and, and plug in. But yeah, it's um, a lot of it had to do with, you know, we had to do it for the sake of our numbers reporting. Okay. Um, we needed something that was made that much quicker, okay. You know, and, and speeded up that process. So, and that's what we got. But
2: yeah. Well. Uh, all right, so, you know, you know, it just occurred to me, Sasha, that the uh, that April is going to be, like, uh, gone before you know
1: it. I know, gonna... dude. Have huh. so you gone to CinemaCon, Sasha? Did you? you no, not I not never heard back from
0: them, so that's fine. But I'm just well, freaking just, out because you know, can, write can is...
2: Write them again, really? They, yeah. they ignored you, you're saying? Yeah,
0: that's okay, I'll write them. I, I didn't write them back, so I'll write them. I mean, they never wrote me, but I'll, I'll just write them a quick note. But can is coming right around the corner. Yeah. That's yeah. the scary thing. I mean, it's coming up fast.
2: Yep.
0: I'm yep. excited. That'll be really fun. But I'm—they're I'm, so quiet. Like I still haven't heard from them about the credential. Um,
2: CinemaCon, you're talking about?
0: No, can. I never oh yeah, they're—they're my...
2: they're pretty slow.
0: They're slow. Okay, because I never yeah. got my confirmation. They're saying they're still studying it. Usually, I mean, doesn't it come earlier than that usually? No.
2: Last last year, they didn't let me know until like late April, I think, or something. It's—they you know, let you let, know at a point when you have no—you um, have to have. A major arrangement so i i don't know why they would uh, be that um that's not being very considerate i mean it, for those that might be hanging in the balance as far yeah. as they're being accepted it's certainly not a very considerate way on their part no because know you that you have to you
0: know, you have to get your stuff early you have to get it all squared away early there's nothing left right now if you want to go look right you know
2: so well i was told by general that i'm Fine. He always uh, writes
0: me. You know. Yeah, for sure, Jeff. You would be. You're like the, you know, the mayor of Ken <laughs> No.
2: <laughs> I just, I've just gotten into a good group with those guys. That's all. Yeah, I know. Just it's a great. nice.
0: Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to want tool around there. It's going to be so fun.
2: And uh, I'm definitely going to go to CinemaCon. I'm definitely going to go to um, um, the 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 Classic Film Festival, which begins, I believe, later this week, right? TCM. Yep. Yeah. Does that start on Wednesday or
0: something? Yeah, that's what I was reading. Very cool.
2: They're having a screening of Cabaret, which I'm going to go to. Hmm. Um. So. Nice. Yeah. So those. Those. Are the, uh, and I, I. got invited. Uh, I have a press pass to attend Trebecca, but I think that would be. Uh, right. I don't think... I don't know how advise, advise that would be. Uh, that's a big... Uh, you know, you can't do everything. You have to say no to
0: some things. Right. So I don't know about that. I don't either. I have a credential also, but it just seems like a lot of money and time yeah. and, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Figure it well, out.
2: All right. Well, uh, um, I guess we'll talk about... Um, That the Turner Classic Festival and also what happens next weekend, but what do you predict, Phil? Just to end things on a prediction, what's going to happen as far as the new people? You think that, as you've already said, that it'll probably be Hunger Games for the fourth weekend, uh, but then Cabin second? What's going to happen?
1: Yeah, I'd say I mean, Cabin and uh, Three Stooges look like they'll be pretty close to each other, and I I can't see more than mid-teens for either one of them. So it's just going to be a relatively, you know, underwhelming weekend when it comes to races, so So,
0: well, What do you get from Three Stooges? Is it supposed to be funny at all? Because, God, the originals are so funny. Well, it's, yeah, I, I,
1: it's not really appealing to younger audiences. And I think, it, if anything, it, you know, it'll open soft and then, it'll surge a little bit if older audiences decide that they want to show up but either way expectations are really low
2: i thought that when you say younger audiences you mean also tweeners and little kids are not going to like it because that seems to be what they believe is the thing Or they wouldn't invited have invited a family yeah
1: i don't i don't think they're really going to go for it um and they're trying to market it to the jackass audience but it's not working so yeah it's it's just going to be it's just not going to be pretty.
2: <laughs> one thing that I think they, they, they made a smart move on is that they've got three guys that nobody really knows. So there's not the uh, idea of a personality or a history of, of this or that actor uh, trying to have to blend with the three students. These guys are pretty, pretty new. And I think that the guy who plays Curly does that kind of thing pretty well. He's really got the... I mean, I haven't really studied the trailers that much. I haven't seen the film. But um, it's not it doesn't look too bad what they 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 understand the way those guys behaved and that whole thing you know so it's it's not too bad as an imitation oh good <laughs> but it's not but it's not uh, good enough i understand that it's it can't be finished. as good
0: as the originals that's so funny yeah yeah all right then guys all
2: right, all right. Thanks again. have for a delightful a day and i'll um be talking to you later sasha and um, okay. i'll um
0: all right, honey. I will okay. talk to you later. Have a good day. Okay, be well. Thanks. Okay, you too. Bye. Right. You've been listening to Episode 74 of Oscar Poker with Jeffrey Wells from HollywoodElsewhere.com, Phil Contrino from BoxOffice.com, and Sasha Stone from AwardsDaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OscarPodcast. And the bumper music was I Love the Life I Live, I Live the Life I Love by Muddy Waters and Goodnight California by Kathleen Edwards. Thanks for listening.